Hi, I'm Justin Boyd. And I am Brittany Pacheco, and we are the two Watchers in the Basement. Welcome to the Watchers in the Basement. We are here today to talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. It dropped on November 25th, 2022, just this past Black Friday. It's on Disney+. Plus. It is the second Marvel Studios special presentation. The, the first, of course, was Werewolf by Night, which dropped in early October. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is a, about 45 minutes. It is the final entry in Phase 4 of the MCU. And speaking of, of uh, Phase 4 of the MCU, last week we reviewed all the phases of the MCU, all the films in, the, in all the phases. So please go back and give that a watch if you haven't checked it out yet. We put a lot of work into that, and uh, I'm really proud of it. So please go back and check it out. We would appreciate that. Yes, but uh, yeah, so and you know, once again, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special directed by James Gunn stars Chris Pratt. You know, Bradley Cooper is the voice of Rocket. Groot is Vin Diesel's voice. You have Dave Bautista, Karen Gillum, uh, Michael Rooker, Palm Clement Clementif. I think how you say your name. You know what? I don't even try to say her it's, name because yeah, I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> she's a, a French actor, actress, I believe. So it's kind of tough for, for me to say that. Ah, okay. Yeah. So and there's some other special people we'll get to in a second. But mm-hmm. uh, Brittany, before we uh, dive into like our favorite things, Easter eggs and all that kind of stuff, what's your overall thoughts of the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Well, first, shout out to Nick and Claire all the way over in the UK. Walking with the Woods. Appreciate y'all being here. Uh, I know they checked it out. Nick, Claire, be sure to let us know your thoughts about uh, this this uh, special presentation for Marvel. Uh, so my overall thoughts, being a non-Guardians fan, mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed it. Uh, you know, the runtime was pretty short, and I was just overall very happy with with what we got. And I liked how it was more fixated on two characters that are not typically like in the forefront of Guardians and the music. I, I really enjoyed the band. And I know you have some intel about the fa- uh, about the band. They're uh, from North Texas. They're definitely yep. like more like your speed and in, in sound of music versus like mine. But they sounded really good. And I thought the the songs are very entertaining and overall, I, this has to be now my favorite Guardians movie because of the runtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. I think it was a great entry to the MCU, and I think it was a great entry to just holiday movies. I think this is this is a fun, you know, it's, it's not really a movie. It's a special presentation. So, you know, it's under an hour, so I wouldn't call it a movie. But uh, works for me. Yeah, works it's very well done. Uh, I wouldn't say it's my favorite Guardians movie or Guardians thing because I think the first Guardians movie is is pretty genius. But um, you know, much like the first Guardians movie and really all the Guardians movies, that you're right, music played a huge part in this. And yes, the old '97s are a band from Dallas. Uh, I went to college in the in the DFW area, so I'm very familiar with them. They're an alt country kind of uh, pop rock band that uh, is pretty well acclaimed in that area. And apparently they're James Gunn's favorite band. So hey, he got them. Yeah, he got them in the in the movie. Very cool for them. Um, That's great. Yeah, the lead singer of the of the old 97s, his name is Rhett Miller. And his character is actually is given, you know, is, is name checked by uh by uh um Star Lord, um Peter Quill. Mm. And I'm not gonna tempt the name because there's, there's a lot of K's, a lot of a lot of L's, a lot of O's. <laughs> There's a, yeah, it was a lot yeah. of a lot of syllables right. in, but, in that. Yeah. <laughs> the band is decked out in all in their you know their their aliens and uh mm-hmm. yeah they get to play a couple of songs even one with Kevin Bacon so that was a uh, pretty cool for them. So um, so Justin yeah like like Claire who cried did you also cry during this movie? I, I didn't <laughs> cry but I thought it was there was a lot of like emotional stuff there was like you know good yeah. humor and and good emotional stuff and. Um, yeah, I thought it was like honestly for a special presentation, it's kind of perfect. I think, and I think we're gonna see more special presentations on Disney Plus in the future. I mean, in fact, I know they are. There, there's stuff in the, right. the works, and I think that you know a lot of people were pretty high on Werewolf by Night, which we didn't really we didn't do a review of. We both watched it. I thought it was cool looking. I I mean, it was different. About, yeah, it was different. Yeah, I think that people are going to want to see more of these than than say the series because the Marvel Plus or the Disney Plus series on Marvel have been, you know, kind of up and down, hit or miss. 
whereas these two press special presentations have been pretty strong and uh mm-hmm. they have more of a movie like quality mm-hmm. tell a simple yeah. story maybe you know uh, i agree i definitely think that there are some of these mcu series that just could have been done as a special presentation and speaking of which yesenia longtime uh, watchers fan of ours appreciate you being here she says she's going to include it in her future christmas rotation die hard nick you hear that die hard is part of her christmas rotation prep and landing also rise of the guardians etc she also did not cry because there was just too much joy in this movie and i agree i think there was a lot of joy in this movie a lot of great humor humorous moments a lot of little easter eggs well i say a lot but just you know a few easter eggs here and there uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed this this uh, special presentation. I still want to call it a movie, but yeah. you know, uh, as a non Guardians fan, this definitely shot up to like being my favorite uh, overall for for the Guardians. And there was one question that it was actually Frank, who unfortunately was not able to to join us today. Um, he asked, like, where does this take place? Does this take place, like, immediately after Endgame? Or does this take place after Love, Love and Thunder? Yep. And, and I tend to think it's no, after it's Love, and Love and Thunder. and the Guardians Volume 3, which comes out in That's May, what I figured. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, it, it's great to uh, to kind of continue on briefly with their story post-Thor and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was just really charming. In a way, I love how they ended up decorating uh, the place nowhere where they now are kind of like residing and kind of in control of, I guess you could say. And uh, Nick here says that we actually have a diehard quiz on Thursday. (laughs) Nick is very positioned to say that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. He just just can't get it. And he can't insert British sarcastic (laughs) tone. That's fabulous. Love it. You know, my hot take for Die Hard is I don't think it's that great. Like I've seen it a couple of times. I don't like I know people are like the, the debate about the Christmas movie or not. And yeah, what, whatever. Like, I think it's kind of overrated. I mean, it's fine. Just like pineapple, but... pineapple on pizza. Pineapple on pizza is delicious, but we're not going to oh, get into that. Good. Um, OK, let's 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 <laughs> tackle some of the points here of the Guardian special. So it opens with it has an animated opening where we see Yondu, who, are, who of course we lost in Guardians Volume Two, but this is back in this is a uh, you know when y- young Peter and Cracklin are are talking about Christmas and Yondu hears about it and he hates Christmas you know he hates the idea mm. of Christmas and so I thought that was kind of neat how they use that animation to open of course they use an animation to close. What are your thoughts on uh, on the animation? I thought the animation was kind of on point because the fact that when Peter left earth or was rather taken from earth, you know, he was like a young kid in the eighties. And so that kind of reminded me of, you know, something the animation was kind of like eighties, you know, nineties type style. And, and I think it was just something that uh, was, different i wasn't expecting to see that kind of animation at all but i think it's placed appropriately because you also think of like these classic christmas type movies that are animated or things like that so there's like that tie-in that's how i kind of interpret it what what did you think yeah no i thought it was i just thought it was very creative and i i'm glad it wasn't a full-on animated movie i'm glad it or you know animated uh special i thought i'm glad it was like a mixture of that i uh i thought it was a great way to bring yondu back without without having you know the actor of course michael rooker voices yondu so it's yeah. not like he's not a part of it but uh he's mary I poppins thought, y'all yeah i thought it was a creative way i'm mean, obviously the animation is only for you know let's say three or four minutes maybe probably less than that total in the whole runtime so mm-hmm. i thought it was a creative way to open and close the special yeah for sure no i think yeah. it was it was really cute and i liked the the bringing back Yondu because there was that connection obviously between Peter and Yondu that seemed struggled, but it really wasn't. And it was just like a nice callback to the end of let's say volume two, where Yondu says, Hey, you know, ego, ego, maybe your father, he goes, but he ain't your daddy, you know, like I'm, I'm your daddy. Right. So mm-hmm. even though Peter as a young boy was trying to 
have Christmas and teach everyone about Christmas and Yondu being the dick that he is. He's like, I hate Christmas, destroys the tree, you know, doesn't want the presents, but realizes in the end, you know, what he's done. The gift that that Peter gives him is like this. It's not a troll. Um, not like what we see in volume one. I can't think of what the toy is. Do you remember what or do you know what it is, Justin? It's it's almost like a troll kind of. I think I think it's not one of the troll. I, honestly, I don't remember. In the animation, no, it didn't have the hair. But anyway, you get the idea that, yeah. you know, it's it's this toy thing. And it's probably what kind of kicks off Yondu's obsession with collecting these these things. And he, in turn, gifts uh, Peter Quill his blasters. So I thought that was that was really touching. It was really sweet. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the end of it. Um so let's let's just kind of we're just going to kind of bounce around and talk about things we liked. I like the inclusion of uh, Cosmo the space dog, who in you know Cosmo was actually seen in the first two Guardians movies briefly, but there the the dog doesn't have a doesn't have a voice. This in this uh, special, it's voiced by Maria Bakalova, who she was in the uh, sequel to uh, the Borat sequel. So um, I like I like her. I think she's a you know. She's very funny in the Borat movie, obviously, and you could tell. I haven't seen Borat. It's the second one too. It's not the first I, I, one. It's the second I still one. haven't yeah. seen Borat. So. Yeah. Um, no, she's she's great, and uh, I think she's going to be a funny addition to Guardians Volume Three. So, I, I like I enjoyed that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Guardians have a new ship now. It's the Bowie. The Bowie. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. David Bowie. It's um, great. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought, you know, we already talked about the old 97s a little bit, but I did like how, it, you know, at the beginning when they're playing a song and they're talking to uh, Peter Quill, I like how they're like, you know, we found these like these instruments. And so they started playing and then and Peter, <laughs> he finishes the song. He's like, you just got these instruments because they put this very elaborate song. And I thought that was really funny. And then the lyrics uh, in general, because the, yeah. the lead singer who's many syllable name i'm not going to attempt to say right is basically saying like oh yeah you know everything that i know about christmas came from so so on and so on who learned it from you so i'd rather go to the source let me play you the song to see if i got got it right about christmas and santa claus and all this stuff and 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 peter listens he's like yeah that sounds great starts walking away and then they're still like playing and he's like oh okay there's more okay so i'll just stand here and and listen and and uh (laughs) What was great is then then the lyrics start changing to where it sounds like Santa Claus is like this almost demonic type person. And Peter's like, no, this is not right. None of what you're saying is accurate, which is stupid. Uh, But I mean, like that that bit of it, I find very entertaining. And, you know, Tristan in our MCU rankings are ranking all 30 mcu movies pod mentioned about how you know he loves the stupidity that is guardians of the galaxy however you know it's stupid but he needs it in his life whereas me it's kind of like it's stupid and i don't need it in my life but with this song it's like it's stupid but it's entertaining and i'm okay with it (laughs) you know yeah no it was definitely fun and i like how when after the song the uh the lead singer is like thank you nowhere you know like thanking the audience and... he's like wow we've never had a crowd like this like right, or something right. like that's like dude you've yeah. never played before yeah. <laughs> what do you expect no that was cool so let's get into the like the main crux of the storyline uh basically uh mantis is trying to figure out like the perfect uh perfect like, gift for to, the perfect christmas gift for peter peter's coming around craglin told this tells a story about how yondu basically ruined christmas for peter when he was little yeah. And so she, Mantis wants to make, you know, this the best Christmas ever for Peter because, well, one, he's still suffering from the loss of Gamora. And also, she's his sister, or, you know, half sister. Uh, and uh, Which... meaning Mantis is, is, is Peter's half sister. And right. that's her secret. And Drax knows it, but no one else knows it. So, right. So, on that topic, real quick, and I'm also going to pose this to our, our, our watchers here in the live chat. Oh, pardon me. Sorry. <laughs> but like, was this something that was revealed solely in this special presentation or was it like hinted at in volume two? Because one, 
volume two is not at all my favorite guardians movie i mean i just i don't care for it at all yeah and i didn't want to go back to watch it to find out if it was at all hinted about this this reveal but i i mean if that's the big tell then okay cool fine like not surprising ego was just a jerk but how she kind of feels in a way like responsible right because she doesn't want him to associate her with ego every single time like he sees her and has bad feelings and what have you which is understandable so she's like we have to get the most epic gift of life ever for for peter and drax somehow gets roped into this but he's like like just god drax so single like minded about what was it the nuts that that she ate that he wanted or something like that and he's just not not at all listening or just not at all on the same page as as uh, mantis it's yeah, the, it's crazy the zarg nuts yeah. the zarg nuts that's what it was yeah exactly. he's like you ate the zarg nuts she's like get over it yeah <laughs> and i do think the mantis stuff maybe it was kind of hinted a little bit in uh you know her being uh related to peter in any way um but it wasn't like they didn't beat you over the head with it i don't think that I didn't go back and rewatch the Guardians Volume Two because, like you, I don't enjoy that movie. But uh, from <laughs> As the research, yeah, from the research I did, I don't, I never saw where it was like directly mentioned or it was made a big thing. I think it's it was made a big thing in this special. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. So yeah, this, so Drax says, "Hey, we should go get like we should give him Kevin Bacon for Christmas because Kevin Bacon is the world's greatest hero, Earth's greatest <laughs> hero, the galaxy's greatest hero, or whatever." Because that's the person that that Peter's talked about um, his love for Footloose. How you know Kevin Bacon or you know Kevin Bacon's character in Footloose, Footloose uses dancing to save this small town in what is it Indiana, I think, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that obviously leads to what happens in Guardians One, mm-hmm. where Peter gets in a dance off to save the to save the universe. Ooh, um, child. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to go kidnap Kevin Bacon and bring him back to Peter as a, as a Christmas gift. So that's the crux of the story for yeah. the, the special. And then we're off and running. And so they are, they're coming to California to Hollywood to try to find Kevin Bacon. I did think it's funny how they're flying in the ship and Drax forgot to turn on the cloaking device. <laughs> and You know, you see these people like looking up and they're terrified and they have their phones yeah. out taking videos or photos or whatever. I thought that was that was a funny touch, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you forgot to turn the cloaking device on." He's like, "No, I didn't." And it's like, "Yeah, he just did it right then and there." Yeah, like um, v- very conspicuously. <laughs> exactly. And then um, w- one of my one of my favorite parts of this whole thing was, you know, they're in Hollywood, they're on, uh, you know, like near that what that man's Chinese theater, you know. Yeah, like, it's uh, it's not called that anymore, but yeah, right, where you see right. a lot of. A lot of lookalikes and right. people, people who dress up as characters, cosplaying, cosplaying, trying to make money. Right, dressed up as they're dressed up as Avengers or whatever. And uh, Jack Sparrow, right, right, Disney property. <laughs> I like how Drax sees a GoBot and he he wants to beat up the GoBot. And for those of y'all who don't know, GoBots were big in the eighties. They were like a Transformer uh, knockoff. And uh, I was a big fan of the GoBots, the cartoons and the and the toys. I had. I probably had as many GoBots as I had Transformers, so I was uh, I was a fan of both uh, properties. And then I did a little bit of research, and I found out that now Hasbro owns both of them. So, but we haven't seen the GoBots in a while, at least to my knowledge. So, yeah, I wasn't completely sure what that thing was because that's yeah. a little bit before my time. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't remember like any of the characters by the like. It wasn't like they had they didn't have like an Optimus Prime like with mm. Transformer or Bumblebee or something like that. But oh. um, but the GoBots were were pretty big for my uh you know when i was like five six seven years old so no that's so that sweet. was pretty cool to see a gobot i didn't think i'd ever see a gobot again um like i said we also see people cosplaying as avengers and there's a guy dressed up as captain america <laughs> and mantis sees him she's like steve and she runs toward him and of course he doesn't know who she is because he's just dressed up like steve rogers he's not right steve rogers um but then people in turn want to take pictures with yeah. Mantis and Drax and and right. like the first time it's kind of like oh hi and then the guy the family father figure tips Mantis and she's like oh okay and then slowly we're starting to collect a little bit more money and then she's 
you know, stacking and and having a really great time taking photos with these people and showing off yeah. all the money she's got. And then right. in the background, you do see Drax finally beat the snot out of that GoBot. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think Mantis had said that a GoBot, like, killed one of his family members or something like that. Right. And, and so he obviously wants revenge. And he does. He gets yeah. it, right? But yeah. yeah, I mean, by the end of it, it was a great little sequence, especially because she kind of like eyed the girl dressed as Captain Marvel in a, in a way. I don't know if you caught that. She kind of yeah. like looked at her like, ew. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but at the end of it, you know, they walk away with like a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Jealous. They, they left with a lot of cash. And then we see something that you noticed on first viewing. I didn't notice on first viewing. There's a little Easter egg with uh, one of the Eternals characters. Why don't you talk about that? Yeah, so it was it's like a really, really quick sort of Easter egg. And for those of you who have watched Eternals, there's a character there named Kingo, who is an Eternal, who is an actor on Earth, makes all these like movies, Bollywood movies, et cetera, et cetera. And as after this sequence where Drax and Mantis go and get all the monies, they're walking at night in the alleyway and the camera is kind of up, up where, you know, street, street sign level. And as it starts panning down, you see a poster. It's a vertical poster that says Kingo's Christmas with, with his face on it. And it pans down and then you, you focus back on the characters and I'm like, Oh look, like they have a reference to Eternals and Kingo. And I guess he's okay. I guess like he, he was, he, he was brought back by, yeah. I don't remember what the celestial, the thing. I don't, I don't remember what the well, thing was called. Remember like he, he didn't take part in the final battle of that movie. He just kind of bounced. So no, I know. But at the very end, remember the big, the big being, the celestial oh, right, thing right, like right, right, right. gets him and, and the, uh, the black guy and, and Cersei mm -hmm. and kind of like is like holding them. What maybe is like hostage, like, and I remember seeing him then, but it's like, okay, was he able to come back to Earth and continue his life like nothing happened or what? So, well, yeah, I mean, there definitely was a, a king. You know, reference. he's a movie guy. So, so uh, he's a movie star. So I'm sure a lot of that stuff is in the can. You know what I'm saying? He may have shot this stuff <laughs> That's well true. in advance. Yeah. So, yeah. But when your actor isn't there to do press for it, uh, it's a little concerning. But anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so next thing they do, they go to a bar and I don't know if you recognize the bartender, but the bartender in, in the, in this special is a comedian named Flula Borg. And he also yeah. appeared. In the he was Suicide in Pitch Perfect. Okay. Well, he was also in the, in the Suicide Squad. Another James no Gunn. way. Yeah. James Gunn's <laughs> DC movie. Of course, yeah. now James Gunn is a, in, you know, co-in charge of, uh, of DC studios and he'll be in charge of the DCU or he is right now. But uh, I thought it was nice how he mixed in, uh, you know, gave uh, Flula Borg another shot after his uh, very brief run in the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Um, also, go ahead. Well, I, I mean, like I said, I just I recognized him from Pitch Perfect. He was in the second movie. He was part of this German acapella group, uh, Das Sound Machine. And he was he was great in that movie. I love I just love him. I love his persona. He's hilarious. But yeah, that's not the only kind of DC reference we we got in this movie no, there's, there's a couple yeah there's, there's a, couple. a couple yeah i'll get to one here in a second um sure. so the the guardians after like a night of you know drinking and having fun at the, at the bar dancing they you know it's drax and mantis are strung out on the on the sidewalk and they realize they still don't know where kevin bacon is so they're like well how <laughs> do we find him and there's a person with who's selling like maps to stars homes you know in california or in, in yeah, LA. Hollywood. Yeah. And so uh Mantis, she doesn't have any money left, so she uses her mind control powers to uh to you know have the woman give her not only the the map, but also all the money the woman has. Forty dollars yeah. for a stars map. Ridiculous. Well, I mean, you know, if you want to go see where the stars live, I mean if it's probably not even accurate, but uh <laughs> but I did like how on the map. Uh -huh. There are two people on the map that also from DC. You have mm -hmm. uh, John Cena, who of course is Peacemaker, the Peacemaker series, and he's also from the Suicide Squad movie, one of James Gunn's guys. And also, I think Margot Robbie was one of the people 
on the star map. I think she was. Yeah. yeah, it was hard to tell because it kind of looked like her, but then I, you know, maybe it wasn't her, but I think it was her. Obviously, I think it was. Margot Robbie is a Harley Quinn in the DC mm-hmm. universe, and she, of course, was also in the Suicide Squad movie with James Gunn. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool how he kind of, uh, you know, threw a bone to his DC uh, people too. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, you know, finally uh, they find they you know they use the map. They find Kevin Bacon's house, and uh, yo, if that's really Kevin Bacon's house, it's amazing. Like it looks great. Uh, yeah. I would totally go and stalk his house too, and pretty much do whatever it is that Mantis and Drax did. Yeah, Just very saying. cool place. It's probably <laughs> yeah. not really his house, but that, no. <laughs> no, it's a very very cool place they they used in uh, either Atlanta or L.A. for this uh, for this shoot. Beautifully decorated. Yeah. So they find the house and uh, it's in a gated community. No surprise. And uh, Mantis needs to get over the gate. So she asks Drax to toss her before she finishes her sentence. He tosses her over and then he leaps over. <laughs> and then they, uh, you know, the madness ensues. They break <laughs> into Kevin Bacon's house and kidnap does, him. Or Why does Drax want to steal one of these like, dec- like outdoor decorations? He's like, I want to yeah, go in. It's like, I don't what? know. <laughs> I don't know, just like the simplest stuff, like uh, appeases him, I guess. Uh, I know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the the cops are called. They get into, into kind of a battle with the the, the guardians, and you know, uh, Mantis is putting people to sleep left and right with her uh, uh, empath powers. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Drax flips over a cop car. It's you know, it's some crazy like Marvel fun. The fact that he got shot multiple times by these cops and was like laughing about it, and he's like, "Stop it, ha! Huh? Stop it, stop it! I'm gonna pee my pants!" Like, is he literally bulletproof? I mean, literally, he's bulletproof. Yeah, I think like, so. Yeah, but that I was surprised as heck with with that encounter. And yes, you're right when he flipped the the cop car as it was coming towards him, and he's just laughing about that. I'm like, dude, do you think violence is that funny? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Quick shout out uh, to uh, Mel from Geeking Out with Melly Mel. She says she hasn't watched Guardians Holiday Special yet. She doubts she will, but here she is. And we appreciate you yeah. being here, Mel. <laughs> Thanks for checking us out, though. We appreciate it. Yep. So they, you know, they they kidnap Kevin Bacon. And <laughs> they they realize As that Kevin Bacon, does. yeah, he's not the hero that, um, that Peter made him out to be. He's just an actor. And they're like, <laughs> their their hatred for actors is like, be you know off the charts like uh drax's actors are repugnant and yep. uh mantis kind of has a similar feeling oh the irony <laughs> yeah so so mantis basically like uses her powers and and makes uh kevin bacon feel like he's a hero like and so he <laughs> yeah so here we get another dc reference where he he acts like he's batman or bruce wayne so once again we get a batman or bruce wayne reference from a dc property we had that in uh eternals also so yeah yeah no i mean the kickoff was him being a british soldier in wor- right. world war ii which i'm like okay i get the hero behind it and he's like i'm batman <laughs> it's like no sir you are not batman <laughs> nor bruce wayne but yeah like i love all the little nods here and there with with the batman dc references and it makes you really believe that james gunn during filming knew like what was going to happen with him taking over dc what is that now dcu or some kind of hint you know i mean yeah, I, I don't, we, I don't we've think... slowly but we've slowly gotten little hints here and there like in eternals there was a batman reference or was it a superman reference i can't remember which one at the moment there's a batman yeah it was I batman. there's actually yeah. both yeah yeah and then uh this this presentation had references to dc batman and I think there was one other, was there one other movie that recently or show that had a reference to Bruce Wayne, DC Batman? Was it She-Hulk? I can't remember Maybe. off the top of my head, but yeah, we're slowly that. getting a couple of more references that may suggest a future crossover, which I hope does not happen, but we'll see. I think it will. I think it will eventually, um, especially if, game, if James Gunn is in charge of DC, you know, for a for a long time. I, I think it yeah. definitely, I mean, but in reality, the only way it's going to happen is if Marvel is less successful because that's like, <laughs> they don't need to have DC in their movies. Right. Right. But in the future, 
it, I mean, it'd be a cool idea anyway, but uh, I can see it happening. I think it's definitely going to happen like in the next 10 years. Don't be surprised for, to see that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Quick shout out to uh, McDorks. What's up? Yep. Appreciate you being here. I think you, uh, I think y'all watched the Guardians holiday special. Let us know what you thought in the chat. And Mel says, uh, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but she says she can't wait for the Wednesday podcast. Hint, hint. <laughs> yes, that is coming <laughs> on Wednesday. <laughs> But anyway, yes, very very creative the way you did that. So, but I'm fun. Yeah, <laughs> I won't be a part of it because I haven't watched it. I honestly didn't even know what this was until y'all were all messaging about it. So, oh really? Not, you you hadn't? Uh... I'm not a Netflix person. You know this. Like I don't. I just don't. I don't dig their content really. So, um, I wasn't even aware of it. So anyway, okay. but that's all later right. this week. Definitely check that uh, out. I will not be on that, but other people will. So Justin's been knocked down a couple pegs from um, my friendship status. So that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how long have you known about this? I've known about it for a long time. I knew about it when Jenna Ortega was announced to be Wednesday. <laughs> okay. So I, I mean, I only know her because now she's like the social media darling, but I don't what else has she done? Like, I don't know anything about she's her. She's been in you. She's been in some HBO stuff. She's she's okay. been doing some things. Anyway, that's that's a different pod for a different side. Yeah. Beside the point. OK, let's get back to this. So before the Guardians leave uh, California with Kevin Bacon, they go to a store. They buy a bunch of Christmas lights and decorations. They come back and they decorate nowhere. And then they, you know, then they lure Peter out to give him his gift, which turns out to be Kevin Bacon in a box. Uh Kevin Bacon in a box. Yeah, Kevin Bacon in a box. <laughs> um, I was waiting for your reaction. That's why I was like, I, I know I, I had to yeah. think about it. It's like bacon yeah. in a box. Okay. Yeah. Bacon in a box. So they decide, or, you know, Peter's like mortified that the fact that they kidnapped Kevin Bacon tells him, Hey, we're going to return you back to back to earth. Don't worry about it. Um, he, I, I did like the, the, the part where Kevin Bacon saw rocket. He's like, that's a talking raccoon. And of course, and rocket loses rocket his hates mind. being called a raccoon even though he is a raccoon and he's like i'll kill you don't you ever call me that you know like what would he and, prefer to be a rabbit <laughs> well I mean? the thing about rocket is we found out i believe in was it guardians 2 or where he found out that you know he's had this um you know his his pet he was he was uh created he wasn't born and he was you know this is what not what he wanted to be basically uh anyway so yeah, yeah. i mean it yeah <laughs> i just thought it was because like he, there's yeah. the, in guardians one or two someone else calls him a, ra a raccoon he flips out so that's yeah, he really that's does definitely a part of his it's a it's a very yeah. sore spot for him i mean just be who you are just yeah be who you are <laughs> one of the funnier moments of this was uh so peter tells kevin bacon hey don't worry we're gonna return you to earth and then He's like, don't run, Kevin Bacon. I, I can see you're not going to run. And he's like, nope. And then, of course, he takes off running. Yep. And then uh, Star-Lord sends the the Guardians after Kevin Bacon. And Nebula's, uh, Nebula was the best. She's like, you can't outrun me, Bacon. Like, it was <laughs> the way she said it was so funny. Um, I mean, out of all of them, I, I would kind of think that Nebula is probably the more lethal of, of the bunch. Yeah. And for her to make the threat of you can't outrun me, Bacon, is, uh, first of all, just to say bacon you know you, you don't necessarily associate immediately with kevin bacon the actor you just think like the food bacon like you can't outrun me bacon it's like no i don't want to i love bacon <laughs> no I, I thought just her the inflection in her voice was great so yeah um they bring kevin bacon back he ends up playing a song with the old 97s uh the song is called here here it is christmas time so that, that's a pretty good kind mm -hmm. of play out for it and then we get to the gift giving portion of the of the uh, special, which I thought was really cool. Star Lord gives Groot an old school Game Boy because we know how, how much Groot loves uh, video games. And then mm -hmm. Nebula has the gift of all gifts. She gives Rocket Bucky's arm, which, <laughs> if you remember from Infinity War and Endgame, he said he was going to get that arm somehow. Yeah. Now, we we talked about this offline, but let's 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 get into it now. I don't think that that actually was Bucky's arm or it's or like, you know, if it was his actual arm, it's just for the joke of it. Like, I don't think we're ever going to get like any kind of explanation about the arm unless it's like a rep, like, like it's another arm or something. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I love the idea that that Nebula did give Rocket something that he actually wanted. Right. And 
it's it's comical, of course, because it begs the question, how in the world did she get Bucky's arm from him? And like, what is he going to do now that he doesn't have this arm? Because if I'm not mistaken, that that arm is vibranium. And he got it from Wakanda when he was there, you know, healing and trying to make sure that, you know, he, he couldn't be programmed again if someone said the words to activate the Winter Soldier. So, I mean, that's a pretty big deal to take that arm from him. And it begs the question, once again, what is he going to do now that he doesn't have the arm? I agree. I don't think I don't think it's the arm i think the joke in itself is just to give rocket something that he you know he wanted uh because that's obviously like the whole point of christmas with the gift giving is that you give someone something that they've wanted that they least expected and it's i don't know i I think it was really it was really sweet because he just like held it up and he's like bucky's arm and then she's just like matter of fact like merry christmas you know (laughs) because she nebula doesn't have like a wide range of emotions, I guess yep. you could say. So for her character to go out of her way and do that is, I don't know, it's just very, very cool. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, Brittany, could you post the message from McDorks about uh, the Marvel Studios Legends? I want to talk about that real quick. So yeah. I did hear about that. And so, yeah, actually, they posted their two of the um, Marvel's Legends of, you know, kind of like, they're basically highlight videos. They're like about, seven to 10 minutes about characters and they had Drax and Mantis each having an individual uh, Marvel studios, legends uh, highlight tape. Mm-hmm. And um, they took it down. I, I didn't even see it. They, they, I think it was only up for like a day and it's gone. It's not up there now. I did hear about it. I, it. Yeah. I didn't see it myself, right. um, but I did see the big to do about it was taken down because of that, that big yeah. reveal. So yeah, that was, yeah. that was it's unusual for Marvel to kind of do stuff like that, you know, when things get leaked early, because that's not a typical Marvel slash Disney problem. That's more of an HBO problem, <coughs> Game of Thrones. And so, yeah, you know, like that's a little unusual unless that was just strategically done for publicity, marketing, you know. Uh, I mean, usually those Marvel's legends, like the, those come out like the week, whatever the yeah, you know, the show comes out of the movie, right? Like for Black Panther, there's like three of them. There's one about Ch- T'Challa, there's one about the Dora Milaje, and there's one about Shuri. Mm-hmm. And I've watched all of them. There's like twenty something of them, right? Yeah. So, um, I wish they would put those back on there because I wasn't even because it was a holiday week. Obviously, Thanksgiving was Thursday. I mean, I watched this on Friday when it came out, mm-hmm. but I wasn't even thinking about Disney Plus last week until it came out. So I missed whenever they posted those. Ah. Uh. Uh, Oh, that's gotcha. a pretty good joke by uh, McDorks. <laughs> Garbage. No, no. Leaked oh, by uh, Bob Chapek, the uh, former <laughs> head of Disney uh, who got fired yeah. a couple weeks ago. So, As a last revenge. That is hilarious. Maybe that's so. Pretty that's, that's pretty that's, good. That's pretty good. That's a good theory. Um, that's funny. Okay. So, so back to the special. We're getting to the end of it. Basically, uh, Kevin Bacon says his goodbyes. They all kind of give a, a big hug. And I. I do like, like I said, Cosmo the Space Dog being voiced by Mar- Maria Bakalola. Mm-hmm. I think she's great. And that, like her voice is such so great for that character. And like the dog is super cute. And like, yeah. And now that character is actually one of the guardians as opposed mm-hmm. to just a random character in the in the storyline. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, we initially because I mean I don't know anything about like Marvel comics and superheroes and things like that. But initially, I thought like, oh, this is kind of like in the movie Up, there's a dog that has the ability to talk with its caller, and his name is Doug. And he's known for talking, and then he goes, squirrel. And that, that's kind of what I thought maybe this was all about <laughs> with with her, like Cosmo the dog, because yeah. she apparently can like levitate things or has some sort of abilities. And then she, you know, she tells Rocket off, right, about like, I'm not going to, you know, be talked to like this and also i want that delicious treat that's you know or delicious food or and that totally made me think about my own dog luna because she's so highly food motivated right and i'm like yeah i can relate to that yep i i I know exactly what you mean cosmo because my dog over here same way same way (laughs) yeah that that was great 
Yeah. So appreciate it, Christian. Yes, yeah, smash the like button if you haven't done so already. Really appreciate it. And also, uh, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Yeah, we would very much appreciate it. Um, <laughs> we see at this point, Mantis reveals her secret to Star Lord that you know her father is uh, Ego, who is also his father. So uh, you know they're they're you know obviously it's her half brother, his half sister, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um. And Star-Lord basically says, hey, this is the greatest Christmas gift I could ever get. So very sweet ending to this storyline and kind of a, I mean, definitely like a perfect, like, you know, in between the movies and obviously in between uh, what happened in Thor and Love and Thunder. Obviously, the Guardians weren't in Love and Thunder for very long, but this was kind of a good, like, you know, way to progress the storyline just a little bit and kind of give Mm -hmm. us a little bit of a taste of what to expect in Guardians Volume 3, which comes out may 5th 2023 so yeah one one thing too just really quickly because at the time when kevin is finally going to leave nowhere after he's done his little performance and the whole like meeting the guardians and what have you and he you know big group hug and what have you love you guys walks away turns around and says i'll see you at easter okay yeah and then the mid mid scene credit where we see Rocket and Groot, and is it Cosmo? There's one other character in there. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, the mid. Yeah. yeah, it was Rocket and Cosmo. They're decorating Groot like a Christmas tree. Right, and Groot, by the way, has grown quite a yes. bit. Yeah. So I'm assuming by the time we get Guardians Volume Three, he's going to be back to what we saw from Volume One, like full grown. I am Groot, you know, right. and he's standing there, arms outstretched, and he's being wrapped like as a Christmas tree. And then he puts his arms down and Rocket's like, ah, oh, you know, you ruined, you ruined the holidays. And, yeah. you know, guess we'll have to have another special. So I'm wondering because Kevin Bacon said, I'll see you at Easter. Mm-hmm. And then Rocket saying, we have to have another special. I wonder right. if we'll get an Easter quote unquote special presentation. Maybe not necessarily I, this Easter, right. but a coming Easter. Yeah. I mean, that would be cool. I just want, I mean, James Gunn is going to be exclusive to, dc after guardians three drops so well, that doesn't mean that they can't do a presentation with a different director well, i mean well but also there's a lot of talk and these are these are just rumors i don't have any kind of information but there's a lot of rumors that you know we're gonna lose characters in guardians three people are gonna that's die. true so, you know, that is very true i don't think all the guardians are gonna get wiped out in volume three but i think we might lose a couple i think drax is probably the most likely Mm-hmm. And I do think we will see Dave Bautista in a DC film very soon. He'll be playing yeah. something, whether he's like a you know Bane or something in, in a new Batman <gasps> story, or I mean, he could be a number of characters. So, yeah. But uh, no, I would love to see another special. This was a, I mean, this is it was so much fun. Honestly, it was such a great time. And oh, he doesn't ever want to work for Disney again, says Christian uh, about Dave yeah, Bautista. Well, yeah. damn. <laughs> well, yeah, but then there's money that thing money yeah that's true it always brings people back usually so uh that's fair we'll see we'll see what happens um yeah so that's how it ended the mid credit scene mm-hmm. so overall Brittany, where where does this uh i don't know fall on my radar yeah fall where, where, where do you rank this we, 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 i'm so used to ranking stuff now after oh. last week's episode that's all i can think about is ranking we're, stuff. we're but, not uh, ranking anything not anymore gonna, <laughs> not rank it, yeah. well now <laughs> we have lot. our rankings now we can just add whenever a new movie comes along we can just go hey is it better than this one that's we'll vote fair. on it and then it'll be there so that's i mean yeah sort of not really because we have our personal rankings and we have yeah. to but, do all that anyway doesn't matter not, not in comparison to the movies how do you think this ranks up there with disney plus content for marvel i I definitely think it's one of the better disney plus content that has been provided to us as of late you know i mentioned at the top of the show that i think had some of these tv series be it limited or or not i think had it been done as a special special presentation with under an hour i think they might have been a little bit more successful uh in just terms of storytelling i think and it pains me to say this because I really love the characters, but you know, Justin and many out here too, that Falcon and the winter soldiers did not hit for me because of the flag smashers or whatever they're called storyline. Like I know that was a last minute change because of what was going on in the, in the world at the same time, 
but I feel like had that whole series been done as a special presentation, I think it probably would have been a little bit more su successful. But I think it's a, I think for me, because as a non Guardians fan, like I said, the runtime, it got quick to the point. It was silly, of course, but it was entertaining. I thought the music was great. Uh, it ranks pretty high for me. I mean, it ranked extremely high for me when it comes to Guardians. It's going to be this special presentation, volume one, then volume two. So I like, I'm happy. <laughs> so yeah, runtime of 45, 44 minutes actually was the sweet spot for me. So um, so Christian here says, no offense to the ranking, but it's hard sometimes because many of the movies has its different tone. I can re I can't really compare Loki with WandaVision. This is why I don't like to rank. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. But um, the rankings that we're referring to was all MCU movies, Just not the, the movies. TV shows. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you can, I mean, I don't think you can rank the movies with the TV shows because there's mm -mm. different mediums and it's, you know, you know, a six episode series is not the same as a two hour movie. Yeah. But I think. And I Go ahead. I was going to say real quick, I think for WandaVision, for the majority of us here on The Watchers, is that's kind of like in its own, like the creativity behind it, it's its own. Loki yeah. is kind of in its own. But in, I mean, you kind of have to kind of put them together because they all are TV shows, even if it's just a limited series, like a one off right. uh, versus like Wanda was a one-off Loki is going to have another season so on and so forth. So uh, we'll see, you know, we'll see how, how things go with that. But yeah. uh, for you, Justin, how, how did guardians holiday special go for you? It's right up there with like WandaVision Loki for me for like the best stuff on him on a uh, Disney plus. I keep wanting mm -hmm. to say Marvel plus, but uh, for on <laughs> Disney plus it, uh, I think it was just very well done. And it was, yeah. uh, you know, James Gunn kind of has a special sauce to all his stuff. Like, Peacemaker was very good. I love the Suicide Squad movie. Uh, his Guardians movies obviously have a certain tone, and I like how he kind of has that same feel. The music obviously plays a huge part in all of these projects, mm -hmm. and this delivered all that. So I think this was like kind of the perfect holiday Marvel, you know, thing they could put out there. So it was, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. I watched it a couple of times. I think I'll probably, they'll yeah, probably watch it a few more times. Honestly, it, it was uh, very entertaining. Oh telling you the music was just great like music was it great was, it was so good it was so so yeah. good and and i know like i said that the sound is a little bit more your speed because i know you're kind of more into that kind of alt what is it punk kind of yeah i mean it's, it's kind rock, of vibe but it's like all country, rock, yeah. pop rock yeah. yeah yeah which yeah it's it's a uh, it's definitely more your speed i mean I, I i don't not like it it's not necessarily the first thing on my mind but i really like i said i really enjoy the music Overall, I enjoyed seeing Kevin Bacon being introduced, <laughs> I guess, into the MCU. Right. And it's like, why? Like, Kevin Bacon does not need an introduction. Like, he is Kevin Bacon. I mean, he saved a town just by dancing. If that's not heroic, I don't know what is. I mean, come on. He inspired yeah. Quill to do the same in volume one. And it's it's just magical. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I did enjoy this. I, I might watch it again. I think John has not watched it, so I'll I'll see if he wants to watch it again. But yeah, this for me, this has rewatchability, re unlike yeah, <laughs> unlike the other two Guardian movies for my personal taste. But right. yeah, so so Yesenia here says that she would watch this more often than Hawkeye six episodes. You know, yeah. uh, Hawkeye may not have hit for everyone. Mel says she didn't particularly care for Hawkeye. I, I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. I, I liked it. I liked the the camaraderie between Kate Bishop and and uh, and Clint. I thought that was great. Uh, that's opening up other doors for you know Echo, of course, and then I'm sure Kingpin's going to come back and Daredevil when that comes back on. So I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be great. But yeah, I mean, I liked I liked Hawkeye, but I think those type series once again may have been a little bit more successful had it been done as a special presentation yeah maybe and and hawkeye was also around this time of the year it was uh yeah it was, well, yeah, it was six episodes and it went into like christmas kind of time so it was mm -hmm. like holiday christmas theme so i thought it was done pretty well i i enjoyed it but i thought i like this better i, I mm -hmm. think this was a better you know project overall but yep. uh yep i agree yeah so before we before we get out of here let's talk about what's next for marvel just looking at the calendar. So the next thing, the start of phase five 
is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. That movie will, will come out on February 17th, 2023. The next Disney Plus show is Secret Invasion, which is uh, scheduled to premiere in early 2023. They don't have a date yet. It will also be a, also be a six-episode uh, series. Now, is that the one that has Amelia Clark? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Amelia Clark. Uh, Mother Samuel, of Dragons. Yes. Samuel L. Jackson. You know, ever all the there's a ton of people on that show. Honestly, yeah, yeah. And then once again, Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three will come out May fifth, twenty twenty three. So <laughs> I'm just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. now, yeah. So now you've heard what we think about Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. We want to know what you think about it. And Brittany, how can how can people let us know how they feel about the Guardians Holiday Special? By a couple of things. We do highly encourage everyone to join us in the live chat when we do reviews on various things, TV shows, uh, movies, etc. You get the idea. Just like the people here in the chat. Uh, we've got McDorks, who's looking forward to Ant-Man, Quantumania. We've got Yesenia here, who's been a long time a follower of the Watchers in the Basement. We also have Geeking Out with Melly Mel. Appreciate you being here, even though you hadn't watched this presentation i think you should i think you might actually enjoy it. it's 45 minute run it's not that bad and then also all the way from the uk we had nick and claire uh from walking with the wood so we appreciate all of you being here but if you're doing the replay be sure to one like this video two subscribe to us if you haven't already three leave your comment in the comments section down below and you can also follow us on facebook twitter and instagram search watchers basement you can also use the hashtag to help grow our audience and share our tweets send us articles send us memes we love memes and things of that nature Ooh, pardon me and lastly we also have audio podcasts that you can access through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, thanks to Anchor.fm. Be sure to give us a five-star rating. It helps out our channel, the algorithm. You know how that stuff kind of works out, right? But uh, be sure to once again follow us here on YouTube. We are on the road to 200 subscribers. Last I checked, Justin, we're at 162. We're getting there. Yeah, We're getting there. So, and... Last plug-in before we sign off. We do have more episodes, live chats happening this week. Tomorrow, Tuesday, November 29th, we've got the next episode of Yellowstone being covered by Frank and company. Wednesday, we'll be covering the Netflix series Wednesday. Right. Amber will be back joining me and hopefully Tristan to cover that. And then Friday, hopefully... We'll see. <laughs> We're going to get George and Frank back on to talk about Gangs of London, the AMC show. It's a, it's like a modern day Game of Thrones. It's amazing. It's so good. So, yeah, that's what we have coming this week. So be sure to tune in to any one of those pods or all of them. You know what? Just join in. Join all of them. Yeah. More views, the better. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your coworkers. Tell the people on the street about us. And... We would appreciate that. <laughs> yes, we would. Thank you, Brittany. So for Brittany, this is Justin saying we will see you next time. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Have a good evening.